for our teacher and our helper, which is the Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Father God, for the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary, God, for the remissions of our sins. God, we thank you, Father God, that you loved us so much that you gave us your very best. And, Father, we honor you today. We praise you. We glorify you. And we just thank you, God, that everything that we need, God, you have already supplied it through Christ Jesus, by Christ Jesus. We thank you that we already have it right now. Not God trying to possess it, but God is already ours. So we thank you, God, that healing is already ours, God. And we possess that healing right now in our bodies. In Jesus' name, I speak by Jesus Christ. We were already healed. God, we're not waiting on healing this morning. God, healing is already ours. So we take it right now by faith in Jesus Christ and what he has done. Our healing is not dependent on what we do, God. It's already done because of what he has done. So I speak right now now to every sickness every disease God that's coming against our bodies and I command them to go in Jesus name I speak to every pain that's in our bodies and I command pain to go in Jesus name God we thank you and we praise you God that healing has come to this house right now in Jesus name be healed be made whole in the name of Jesus And now, Father, I come against oppression in this house right now in the name of Jesus. Every oppressive spirit, I command you to go in Jesus' name. I command you to bow down right now in the name of Jesus. Every depressing spirit, go right now in Jesus' name. For the joy of the Lord today is our strength in this house in Jesus' name. Every spirit of lack, go right now in the name of Jesus. We have abundance and no lack because he is our shepherd today. And we shall not want in this place in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you and I praise you right now that the wealth of the wicked is stored up today for the just in the name of Jesus. God, I give you glory, honor, and praise in this place. Now, God, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And as I open my mouth, God, on today to speak to your people, I speak increase in this place in Jesus name. God, I thank you, God, for increase in this place in the name of Jesus. God, everything hidden shall be revealed. Everything that's in darkness shall come to light. So we thank you, God, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And, Father, I come against every infection that will come against our bodies in the name of Jesus. I bind every infection right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God. I thank you and I praise you that healing is here right now in Jesus' name. We glorify you, we magnify you, and we say it's done in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we thank you for clear direction. Hallelujah, God. 
Hallelujah. We thank you that you the answer, God. Hallelujah, God. And you always answer us. The only thing we have to do is call on you, God. So we thank you and we praise you in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I come against the spirit of fear right now in the name of Jesus. We will not be anxious for anything, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, God, that we can flow free in you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Open your Bibles with me to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, beginning at verse 17, ending at verse 18. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, beginning at verse 17, ending at verse uh, 18. Let's hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say unto the church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Word of God reads, This I say, therefore, and testified in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Let me say it again. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk, not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that's in them because of the blindness of their heart. I want to talk about your thinking determines the way you live. Your thinking determines the way you live. Paul here is talking to the Ephesians. He's talking to the Christians. He's talking to the ones that were Gentiles, but they have become believers. So Paul is giving them a word here. He's giving them a command here. And this is what God is bringing to the body of Christ today. He's telling them, he said, I don't want you to walk like the other Gentiles walk. That word walk means live. So Paul was giving them a warning. I don't want you to live like the other Gentiles live. Now, we have to stop right there and ask the question, why is Paul saying, I do not want you to live like the other Gentiles is living? Gentiles is an unsaved person. It's an unbeliever. So Paul said, I don't want you to live like the unbelievers are living. So we have to ask the question, how is unbelievers living? Now, when we go over to Ephesians 2, 2, it says, where in time past you lived according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in children of disobedience. So this is how we once lived as unbelievers. We lived according to how the world was living. So we know that if you are part of the world and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, that means that you are a sinner. So Paul was telling them, you cannot live like sinners live. He was telling them, This because he was warning them. And when God had given me this, he said, you cannot, um, your thinking will cause you to live like a sinner. Your thinking will cause you to live like a sinner. And some people don't realize that. And when God was giving me this example, Paul went on to say, I don't want you to live like the other Gentiles live in the vanity of their mind. 
Now, when we look at that word vanity of the mind, it means devoid of truth. It means wickedness. That means that their mind was always on sin. It was always on wickedness. So your thinking can determine how you live. Your thinking can determine how you live. I don't care how saved you are. I don't care how long you've been saved. And this is what he's, he's, he's telling the uh, saved people. He said, don't live like a sinner. And he said, your thinking will cause you to live like a sinner, even though you saved. Because these sinners were living in the vanity of their mind. They were devoid of truth. When you go back to Genesis, the sixth chapter, God was talking to Noah and he was letting him know that in Genesis six, he was explaining how their thoughts were. He was saying, and God saw the wickedness of man that was great in the earth and every imagination of their thoughts of their heart were evil continually. So that means everything they thought about was evil continually. The imaginations that they were having, it was evil continually. So this is why Paul was warning the believers. I don't want you to think like an unbeliever. This is not how your thinking should be. And um, the Lord was stopping me at this first verse in verse 17 when I was stuck on this verse. And the reason why I was stuck on this verse, and I'm going to give you a nugget. When the Holy Spirit is unctioning you when you're reading the word of God, when the Holy Spirit want to show you something, you don't move off of what the Holy Spirit want to show you because your thinking is vitally important. The way you think, that's why the Bible says a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, that word heart over there is actually your mind. So is he. That means so will you become. That's how your life will become by what you're thinking on. So as I was um, thinking on this verse of scripture, see the enemy going to try to take you one way. He's going to try to deceive you even when you read in the word. And I'm going to warn you about that. The enemy wants you to take this word for what you want to take this word for instead of what the Lord want to reveal to you through the Holy Spirit. Because even when you're reading the word of God, your mind is going every which way. This is why you just can't get into the word of God when you don't been into everything else. This is why it takes praise and worship. This is why it takes speaking the word of God so you can get your mind in the place to receive the word of God. So as I was sitting on this one verse when he was saying, don't walk as the other Gentiles walk. Don't live like the other Gentiles are living in the vanity of their mind. Y'all, I was so stuck on vanity of the mind. I was so stuck that I couldn't move for several hours. And I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, I can't move because I'm not getting a connection here. The light is not popping on. I know you want me to stay here, but when I go look up vanity, it's not um, saying what I feel in my spirit, this word should say. You know, you go in the Hebrew and you look at the Hebrew definition for old. You look at the Greek definition for the new. I couldn't move. And I just said, Lord, I don't know. I know what you're telling me, but it's not adding up with what the Greek is saying. So I'm stuck. So I'm sitting there. And when you get stuck on something, guess what? The enemy going to oppress you in that area where he's going to make you think you can't get it. You don't know what it's saying. Ain't no point. Then you begin to get anxious because your thoughts, he's trying to make you think 
opposite of who you are and what God has given you. Y'all, I stayed on that verse of scripture. I'm not going to lie to you. From the time I had looked at the Bible at nine o'clock, I was still stuck on that verse to about nine o'clock last night. I was in and out of it, but I was stuck. And I said, I refuse to move because I'm not giving nobody nothing that ain't coming together for me. See, that's how much I love the Lord and I love his word. So finally, I sat there and said, hold up, wait a minute. See, the Bible tells me that the Holy Spirit will give you illumination. He will give you revelation. He will open up the eyes of your understanding. So I knew I had all this on the inside of me. And immediately, the Holy Spirit showed me the reason why you couldn't move because I was unctioning you to let you know that ain't the right definition for that word. See, when you don't have the right definition for a word, you're still lost. So I stayed there and he gave me vanity means devoid of truth. It means wickedness. It means that in your mind, there's so much sin in your mind due to the way that you were thinking that that's how you're living according to your thinking. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so would he become. How do I know all this? Let's go back. Before we were born again, before all of us accepted Jesus, even though um, our parents raised us. If your parents were sinners, that's how you're going to be raised as a sinner. You're going to be raised according to the God of this world. You're going to go on what this world is doing because that's your way of living. So if your parents did not get saved and they still living as sinners and you in their house, then you're going to become what they are, a sinner, because you're going on what they do. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So does he become. So that stuff get built up in you over the years your thinking is just so corrupt it is so wicked because you in this world and that's what the world represents sin it represents wickedness so you got all this build up so let's say you get saved one day remember we talked about them I'm bring this together spirit soul and body the spirit is the real you that's the part of you that was changed that's the part of you that have everything you need from God. You have his heart. You have his mind. You have his character. Everything you need is in your spirit. But that soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions did not change. See, that sinful nature that was in you, that was compelling you and driving you to sin, that's the part that died. That's the part that was that spiritual part. But when the Holy Spirit came in and re, um, gave you a new spirit, that sin nature died. It had no more hold on you. But that soul part, the mind, the will, and the emotion still tore up. It's still thinking like it's always thought. Until that soul connect to the spirit part of you, you're going to be thinking just like a lost man. I want you to understand this. So when, when the Bible said, don't be um, living according to the vanity of your mind, that means I want you to think about this. When you're thinking about something, guess what happens? That's your mind in operation, right? So the moment you think about it, your emotions on the inside of you begin to act up. Let me use some males up in here. When you think of a woman, you get emotionalized. If you don't, something wrong. Right? 
That's your thinking. That's the male's thinking, right? And I guess the men say, well, y'all always using us. What about them women? But when you start thinking on something, your emotional, your, the emotions part of you, your mind, your will and your emotions, your emotions begin to act up, doesn't it? And your body begin to feel what you're thinking. Is that not right? But you got a will. That means just because I'm thinking it, and I'm emotionalized in it, Darren, that don't mean I have to do it, right? I still have a will. Your will is your choice. So the enemy know if I can get your thinking, Rahim, off of who you are, who you belong to, and put your thinking on what your flesh want, then that's what you're going to end up doing. I want y'all to hear me this morning. Your thinking determines how you live. You can be thinking a certain thing in your mind. Nobody knows what you're thinking, Brother Tyson, but you can be in your house thinking something, and all of a sudden you take off running. Your wife, what's wrong with you? You going crazy? Just had a thought. You never said what you thought. You begin to do what you were thinking because it was already there. As your neighbor say, you get it? Say, what you been thinking about lately? Say, you don't have to tell me because your life is reflecting it. Let's let's do this again. I'll give you, God is so good because he had to give us a mind. Without a mind, you wouldn't be able to do nothing, right? Come on, look at, I'll give you a a person that was George Washington Carver. Y'all know he did the peanut, he created all of this stuff. But guess how George Washington Carver created these things? He would get up early in the morning. He would go out in the middle of nowhere and he would hold up something and he would begin to think about God's creation. I want y'all to hear me. He would begin to think about what God has made and he would hold it up and he would say, Mr. Creator, he said, how did you make this? And he would sit there and meditate on it in his mind, how God created what he created. And then God would give him an invention. And sh- oh, y'all don't hear me. See, your thinking has something to do with how you living. People just don't go out and commit adultery just walking up on a woman and just having an affair. You had to think about that affair. You had to meditate on how it would be to be with that woman. You had to sit there and think about how it would be because evidently you and that woman had to come in contact to lay with one another. You just don't go get in a bed with somebody without thinking about what you're doing. You thought about it. Your emotions rose up on the inside of you. Now you got a choice whether or not you're going to sleep with her or honor your wife. But you chose to sleep with her and not honor your wife. Got news for y'all. This ain't got nothing to do with being saved or unsaved right now. Because guess what God did? He wrote the laws in your heart. You know what's right and you know what's wrong. You still have a choice even being a sinner. But the only difference between a sinner and a saved person, that sinner is going to be more driven by that sin nature. But when you get saved, you have the Holy Ghost. 
to help you. You ain't got no sin nature. So you can't use it on the devil made me do it. The devil, that's a lie from the pit of hell. You did what you wanted to do because you thought about what you wanted to do before you done it. And God gave you a choice like he gave Adam and Eve. But you took the choice of eating something you had no business. So your life, the way you think, determines how you live, y'all. And the enemy knows that. So I'm, I'm getting somewhere with this. Think about this. Before you go to the bathroom, who think about going first? Anybody? Everybody don't, not unless the brain messed up. Because if you wee-wee on yourself, you better go to get your brain checked. Because if you know you got to go to the toilet and you sit there and pee in the flow, something wrong, Daquan. Nah. You, you think about it. Anything you do, do you not think about what you do before you do it? Come on. Ain't no excuse in here. Look at your neighbor say, ain't no more excuse. Because you know what you're going to do before you do it. Some people say, I didn't even think about what I was doing. I just did it. Uh-uh. You had to think before you done it. But you just done it. You just went uh, on what you chose to do, right? So this is what Paul was saying. Paul said, he said, don't live like unbelievers live. In the vanity of your mind because their mind was always on wickedness. So I'm going to talk to the saved folk. The ones that's out here, that's saved, that say that they are born again, but they're living in sin. That don't add up to me. A change supposed to come and we're going to get to why that change have not come. You have to change the way you think um, before you can live the way God wants you to live. Your thinking has to be changed. I'll give you another example. Let's say, in my mind, I'm using Miss Mary. I'm thinking a certain way about Miss Mary. Haven't gotten to know you, Miss Mary, but I just had a thought about you. Oh, she missed goody-goody-goody. She always thinks she missed goody-goody-goody. That thought is coming from somewhere. Where did that thought come from? It had to come. Now, I don't know this woman. It had to come from what I heard, Darren. So I'm entertaining that thought. Do y'all know you can entertain thoughts? I haven't met this lady. I'm just going on what I heard. So I'm entertaining. She's Miss Goody Goody. So every time I see her, I don't see Miss Mary no more. I see Miss Goody Goody. So in my mind, look at Miss Goody Goody sitting down. Look at Miss Goody Goody getting up. She act like Miss Goody Goody. So in my mind, I'm saying this. So eventually, if I don't get this out of my mind, y'all, I'm going somewhere. So in my mind, I don't like Miss Goody Goody, but I haven't got to know Miss Goody Goody. I'm just going on what somebody said. So my thinking is on what they said and not who she really is. So I done got an imagination, Sister Loretta, of somebody that's not who she is. Thinking will tear up a church. It will mess it up. It will divide a church. So Paul is warning don't live like unbelievers. We got church folks living like unbelievers. And then he went on to the next part of that thing, saying living like unbelievers. I'm going to go back to Genesis in the beginning. Y'all know what I'm talking about with Adam and Eve. They had everything. They were in paradise, but it was a serpent that was amongst them. Look at your neighbor and say, it's always a serpent amongst you. I don't care how saved they are. 
It's always, I don't care how long somebody been saved, you got a serpent amongst you. You got somebody amongst you that want to deceive you because somebody have put something in their mind and they want to share it with somebody else to get somebody else off course due to their way of thinking. So what did that serpent do? Satan used the serpent. He come, he was already in the garden. He got to use somebody that you know that you think you can trust. Look at your neighbor say, you can't trust in and everybody. What's wrong with you? Say, matter of fact, you better not trust husband and wife either more than you trust God. God said, put no trust in no man. So y'all know Eve was deceived, right? Guess what? It come through thinking. Because the enemy had to make a think. He spoke a word. God spoke a word to him, but the enemy come in with that word and say, have God really said? So, Teresa, what are you going to do in your mind? You're going to say, did God really say that? Did I really hear what God was really saying? So you're thinking back and forth. Then the enemy put more in there. God didn't really say that. You can eat from that tree, and then you're going to give the enemy what God is saying, but then you're going to begin to look at what God told you not to mess with and all of a sudden they're going to lust, lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh and the pride of life that's the only thing he got to get stirred up and then you have a choice they had a choice God give all of us a choice so if you see a Christian living contrary to the word it started with the way they think for as a man thinketh in his heart so is he so does he become but then the word of God tell us up under that verse, it said that their understanding was darkened. When your understanding is darkened, you're not able to perceive anything. And that's why the enemy got to make you think contrary to the word of God so you won't receive light to compel the darkness. Now, this is people are so emotionalized. Y'all know that if I'm over a certain thing, and I've been over that thing. But all of a sudden, when I go back in to do what I have overcome, overcame, the thought going to come. Well, you remember what happened last time. Then my body began to react the way it was acting before because I allowed that thought to dictate my body. See, the more you think on a thing, your body is going to react to what you're thinking on. If you think sickness all the time, your body going to be sick all the time. That's what you're going to be looking for. If you think, like if you have a person that's always into something, every time you turn around, trouble is their first name, middle name, and last name. Before, trouble was just the first name. But they stayed in so much trouble, it went to the middle, and then they were known by trouble. They didn't have no first, last, or middle, or last. It was just trouble. So... Every time, this is how it was with me, and I use Jeremy so much, but I thank God that things have changed. i never forget, that boy stayed in so much trouble. In school, y'all, this is, every time they would call me, I would even sit in the classroom with my son. I said, if you want to cut the food, let's see you cut the food while I'm, mama, don't come to my school. Don't come to my school, mama. Please don't come. I said, no, you don't know how to act. You say you know how to act, but evidently you don't. So mama going to come in there. And maybe if I sit down with you and your friends, got in the classroom and Jeremy's sitting like a soldier 
wouldn't say nothing, wouldn't talk, wouldn't do nothing. Poor little teacher over there. I'm seeing people on the cell phones doing um, taxes, and she up there trying to explain everything, and she's going to call somebody. They, yes, ma'am. Just taxing. I stayed in that classroom over an hour and a half. Only one that was quiet was my son because he knew who I was. <laughs> Rest of them didn't care who I was. They were still doing what they had to do. Long story short, as I left the room, my son told me, he said, Mama, they asked me, who's that new student in our class? <laughs> Didn't pay that. No attention, right? So Jeremy stayed in so much trouble, y'all. Every time I turned around, if it wasn't the Spanish class, it was the mechanics class. If it wasn't the mechanics class, it was a class. If he wasn't talking, he was the jokester in the class. But this is what they always said, Miss Bryant. Your son is a good boy, very respectful, but he won't keep his mouth shut. I said, okay. So my son would tell people I'm getting somewhere. When they would tell Jeremy about himself, he would say, I've been like this since first grade. Boy, why would you tell them people like that? Anyway, where I'm going is it was trouble all the time. So y'all, I'm sitting in the office one day and I look down at the phone. I see Pender High in bold letters. My thought was, oh, God, the boy done done something else. My body started acting up, felt like I was floating, and I had a choice to answer the phone or not. I said, if I answer this phone, I'm going to hear about something about this boy again, and I don't want to answer the phone. See, I was thinking, and as I was thinking, I saw him in trouble. I just saw it. They didn't have to tell me, but guess what, y'all? I answered the phone. They said, hello, Miss Bryant. Guess what, y'all? My son had already graduated. It wasn't even about Jeremy. I forgot my son had graduated. He had messed me up so much. I forgot he had graduated. So when I remembered he had graduated, my body. Y'all laughing at me. But this is serious business. Your thinking will kill you. It will mess you up. I was so scared to answer the phone. Didn't know what they were going to say. So I had to change the way I was thinking about my son. God said, you got to stop thinking he's always going to be in trouble and seeing him in trouble. You got to start seeing him the way you want him to be. So your thinking got to change. And they got to use my daddy over here. Jeremy was the topic, y'all. Y'all think I'm playing. I'm trying to help somebody. Daddy would tell us, you're being too hard on that boy. And my brother would say, you're being too hard. You got to give him a little rope. I said, okay. I never forget this. Jeremy got in trouble, didn't he, Dad? Daddy come over to the house. Now, when granddaddy come over there, you know something going on. Y'all got to get a hold of that boy. <laughs> Y'all got to get a hold of that boy. I'm just through. <laughs> That's how daddy do. I said, okay, daddy. Daddy was getting a taste of Jeremy. And this is what my daddy said. I stay on my knees more for this boy than any grandchild I got. <laughs> and it got so bad, daddy's a witness. His wife, bless her sweetheart, long and gone. Daddy would get up and begin to pray. And she would notice how worried daddy was. He didn't even have to tell her what it was. She said, you worrying about Jeremy, ain't you? Your thoughts 
will mess you up and it will determine how your life go. It'll determine if you're going to live in depression, anxiety, sickness, death, whatever it may be. The enemy don't want you to change your thinking, not about nobody. If you think on what people say about other people, that's how you're going to react to those people based on what they said because their thinking is wrong. You can, and see, some people think so long. You can say something to them. The phone get quiet because they're rationalizing in their mind. Are they trying to throw off on me? Are you trying to set me up? So let me be quiet right a minute for a minute and see which way you come in before I answer you. You don't put up a wall. So even when truth is being said to you, you ain't receiving truth because you've done thought wrong so long. I'm getting to the next part. It done went in your heart. The way you think determines how you live. The way you think determines how you live. If you think you never have, you're going to live like you never have. If you think that you're sick, you're going to live like you're sick. If you think in depression, you're going to live in depression. Whatever a man think about, so is he, so does he become. So ask your neighbor, what was your thinking when you come in the house of God this morning? See, it don't matter how much music is coming forth. If your thinking is stinking thinking, you ain't going to even receive the words of life that's coming through the music. Because your thinking is off. It's time to change the way we think, y'all. Because if somebody tells you you're not going to make it, and that's your thinking, you'll never make it. I don't care what, how much money you got. You're going to end up losing that money because your thinking is, is so afraid of, I'm not going to have, because you're going on what they said, you're not going to make it, and you're very successful, but you can't keep it because your thinking is messed up. So it's time to change the way we think. So when you're thinking wrong, you're going to live wrong. Because see, when I went through depression, y'all, depression just didn't hit me overnight. Depression came by how I thought, how the ways I was thinking. And the more I thought on a thing, it kept building up. It ended up being in a stronghold. The enemy ended up having me in a fortress in my mind. And that's how I began to live. So we're going to talk about how do we change this. But before I go there, y'all, this is deep because... The Lord said, the church, the house of God is not going the way it need to go because people don't want to change their thinking. See, you get excited when a word comes. When people fall out all over the floor and you see everybody shaking and hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. But once you get off that floor, if your thinking don't begin to change, you're going right back to where you was. And then you're going to be saying, churching like it was last Sunday. The power of God didn't come in here like it did last Sunday. You know, we're not getting what we used to get. I remember when we moved here and over there in Little House on the Perry, God was raising people up over there because each time you move, you go higher and higher. God will uh, start delivering the ones that he's bringing to the place so they can be in another place. So they ain't going to see things the way they used to see. So when we moved and we got here, people say, it's just not the same. We're not getting the same thing. The power of God is just not how the power of God was. See, people thinking was messed up. 
The reason why your thinking was messed up, God's power does not change. But if you're not in a position for the change, God is moving and you not even know he's moving because you're looking for a particular move. See, God move in different ways. And if you're connected with him, you're going to know which way he's moving. And every Sunday, that doesn't mean just because somebody on the floor and wasn't on the floor the following Sunday that God ain't in the house. God is in you. See, that's when you grow up. In God, you come in the house of God to get taught the things of God. So your thinking will change. Now, somebody been in the house of God for 10 years and they still very offensive. You in the same place. Your thinking ain't change. People say, whoa, it's me. And in your mind, you're saying, yep, yep, it's you. But you finally admit it. They, people say, admit it and quit it. Quit, quit admitting and you know you ain't going to quit. So many people admitting stuff. I'm a drug addict. Hey, oh, it's me. And then you see him on the corner. Yeah, I'm still smoking. And I'm going to keep on smoking. You want to hit? Then they'll come back to the little meeting. I'm a drug addict. My name is. Welcome, welcome. That's your first step. Admit it and quit it. Hey, I'm back. You ain't got to the root of it yet. You can admit anything. But you need help to quit it. And keep saying something ain't going to help you quit it. Oh, we getting somewhere. We got too many people saying stuff in the body of Christ, but it ain't lining up. The reason why your thinking have not yet changed. Why do you think you go to school? You go to school so you can go up to different grades. Your kindergarten level should be different than first grade. First grade should be different than second grade because you're growing up. So if a teacher is seeing you acting like a kindergarten in third grade, that means they allowed you to do what you wanted to do and you didn't grow up. So your thinking have not changed. If they still taking you to the potty, that means you ain't growing up. You still thinking that you a baby. Thinking ain't changed. Then they go home. Mommy, can you help me? Can you come wipe my butt? Yeah, baby, wait till mommy get there in third grade. So when they go back to school, they waiting on the teacher to do what the mama done. And then when the teacher don't do it, they got something against my child. I got a good child. I ain't saying your child ain't good, but I ain't going to be wiping nobody's butt. I don't even wipe my kids' butt. They don't pay me enough to wipe your child's butt. Then you having a meeting with the principal because you ain't wiping the child's butt. The thinking ain't changed. You got the child thinking that they still a baby. Mama, can you tear this off my sandwich? Can you cut it up this way? So you in the cafeteria, your child hungry and ain't eating no food, coming home and eating everything, and you mad and you want to figure out why the teacher ain't making my child eat. They in the third grade. Thinking screwed up. For as a man, a woman thinketh, so is he. So does he become. This is what's wrong with the church. If I'm raising Rahim up and I'm teaching Rahim and Miss Mary come in here and she's grabbing the same teaching and she's getting further than Rahim, it ain't my fault. So why are you mad at me and mad at Miss Mary when you wasn't taking the teaching I was giving you to grow up? She like Miss Mary more than she like me. See how she spend time with Miss Mary. 
your thinking messed up. You got to change your thinking in order for your life to change. I'll give you an example. Dag, I need... Brother Hayes, come here for a second. I'm going somewhere. You see Brother a Hayes? Can you say Brother Hayes have grew up? He's grown up, right? Now I ain't talking about the word. This is Brother Hayes. Come on, Brother Hayes. Brother Hayes have grown up. You know, he has got, come here, Raheem. He has got past Raheem years. Is there a difference between Raheem and Brother Hayes? There's a difference. How do you know? His hair has changed, right? So sometimes with people's hair that has changed, you see a growth in people, right? Things have changed. But mm, I need something. Mm, let me look around. Oh, Daquan, let me borrow what's on your neck. Put it on Brother Hayes for me. Can you get that on him? Anybody got any more gold or anything up in here? Any chains or anything I can borrow? Somebody got anything? I don't see nothing up in here. Anybody? Bring me that, Athea. Well, don't, don't worry about it. Okay, I'm trying to show you illustration. This man has come out of these years, Right? Pull up your pants a little bit, Brother Hayes. You know, try to, you know, I'm trying to get that cool look. He's older than Raheem, but he's trying to still look like Raheem. He, he anybody got a hat? Can I borrow your hat, Vanessa? Bring me that, bring me that. Let me see that hat. You mind? So... He's older than he is, but he's still trying to keep up with what he does. Now, when he greet Raheem, ask, what's up, dog? What's up, dog? Hey. Ask him, how's it rolling? Come on, do some of them terms, brother. Hey, do some of them terms. How to do it now? How to do it? Man, where you been? What up, man? What up? That's all right. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. If this man is saved and he's still talking to this man like he's his age, you want to be saved too. Because if that's how we roll, I done been there, he done been there, done done that. So why you want to go back there? Get the walk, get the walk, do, do the walk. this what, what what you think is going on with brother Hayes what, what's going on with brother Hayes his thinking ain't changed he has gotten older but he's still trying to be Raheem he's still trying to carry himself like a young man and he done grew up he's supposed to be an example for the young man to let him know when I became a man I put away I'm going to give you another example. Thank you all so much. I'm trying to look at somebody right now. Come here, baby. Yes, yes. You come here for me. Bitch, I need your help. You see how he's growing up? He's young, right? 
Okay. Y'all see how old Mitch is? Y'all see how young he is? Let's say Mitch come with his pants hanging down, showing all his stuff. Old as he is. He's supposed to be mentoring this young baby. So he's talking to him. Talk to him. You know, like you down with it. Talk to him. Talk, Mitch. Like you in the world, Mitch. Mitch can't play that part. Go sit down, Mitch. Because, see, the part that older people, who? Carlton. The, the part that older people play is, the part that older people play with young kids make young kids think this is how I supposed to act. So their thinking has not changed. Y'all, we got so much, thank you, sweetie. We got so much messed up thinking in the body of Christ. People don't know Jesus if he walked in the room. But when you get someone that's mature in the Lord, that's not doing what everybody else do, people say something wrong with them. You too holy. You don't act like everybody else. You don't like let stuff go on in the church like everybody else go on. You just want to do it all yourself. You don't let people do this and do that. You don't let us have no rock concerts or Jesus concerts. You don't let us do all that. I sure don't. And and this is what people say. This is why nobody don't come to that church. Because we ain't doing nothing. We ain't having fun like everybody else. They have couple nights. They have men doing stuff. They have women doing stuff. How can you have people doing stuff when they thinking it's off? And the way they living is off. Who you going to help when you can't help yourself? So why would I present something that ain't mature? Because some, this is what the Bible says. Go back to Genesis. It says, every seed produces after its kind. So I want to ask you, who you hanging with? That's who you're going to become. Because whatever they do, see, their thinking is wrong. Your thinking is going to become wrong. That means you're going to be doing what they're doing and you're going to think this is the way it should be done and you ain't going to like the way your household is doing it because we ain't down with that. Y'all don't want to just keep up with what everybody else is doing. Y'all just so far behind. No, baby, they got your thinking walked. So we're going to transform your thinking up in this house. This is the way it's going to be. You ain't going to be coming here. What's up, dog? Ain't your dog. I'm your mama. Been your mama since I had you. We're going to change that talk. Ain't going to be no peace. That's how you do it. Be honest, y'all. I didn't even know how to hold a cigarette. I didn't even know the names of them. God showed this experiment, didn't he? I didn't know how to hold them things. Tried one a long time ago. Got choked and promised the Lord I'd never have another one. Didn't never have another one. I didn't because I got choked and thought I was leaving here for real. My thinking changed right then. No more cigarettes. It changed. No more cigarettes. Y'all keep right on the puffing, but I ain't going to puff with you. 
So it's all in your thinking. It's what you think is what you become. And the enemy will give you some faulty thinking. He will give you some deceitful thinking to keep you void of truth. He don't want you to have truth. That's why the Bible says that their understanding were darkened. They were alienated from God. They were shut off from the life of God because they didn't have the knowledge of God. They didn't have the truth. The enemy is set. Now I'm shutting off Christians from the life of God because of your thinking. This is why you can't receive me. This is why you get offensive that when I come to you, you can't humble yourself because your thinking is so tore up. It done went into your heart. So you're thinking I'm the villain when actually you tore up. Nobody, you don't want to humble yourself no more. You always thinking somebody got it out for you. It's always me. It's always me. Well, maybe it is you. Have you looked in the mirror lately and said, God, is it really me? Your thinking will mess you up. Because if I'm thinking God's way and you thinking world's way, light and darkness don't mix. So it's time to change the way we think. The only way you can change it is through the word. And I got news for you. I don't care how saved you are. If you're not in the word, which is your mirror, you living like an unsaved person. You're doing what unsaved people do. You don't know how to solve things when it come in your house because you're looking at what the world does and how the world does it. So your house is not living the way it needs to live. It's not reflecting the glory of God. The life of God is not in that house because your thinking is messed up. Come on, y'all. Women, before we prepare a meal, do we think about what we're going to prepare? Once we think about it, do we see it? Do you see the pork chops, the mashed potatoes, the screen beans, or the, or you see the steak? You see, well, what can I get to go? You're thinking, what can I get to go with that steak? Before you go into the grocery store and your mind is already set when you get in the grocery store, what you putting in that buggy, but all of a sudden they have this big display and your mind get off of what you was thinking about. Then you say, I'm going to have spaghetti tonight because it's buy one, get one free. Thank you, Jesus. See, your mind was set, supposed to have been set before you left home because you thought about it. But then when you get out there, your mind get unset because it wasn't really never set. I'm going somewhere. When you think, this is why the enemy messed with the soul. That's your mind, your will, and your emotion. He's going to mess with that soul because he knows that's the area he can mess with. If I can mess with your thinking, he said the next thing's going to happen, you're going to be emotionalized. Then as you get emotionalized, then you're going to end up doing something that you should not be doing because your body is going to react due to your thinking. This is how adultery starts. This is how fornication starts. This is how lying starts. This is how stealing starts. A thief that just don't start out and steal, they got to think about stealing. You got to have a plan and that plan comes in your mind first. So this is the key, y'all. When you begin to think about something and you're born again, you're supposed to have the word of God in your life to cast down those reasonings that's opposing God. That's why he said cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. Remember, it's the enemy. The enemy want to be exalted above God. So how did he do that? He do that by your thinking. 
He wants you to think opposite to the word of God. I'll give you an example. Come on, all of us in this room, I believe, had financial difficulties sometime in our lives. But people that is, is tight with money, that's their way of thinking. They got their mind rimmed around money. The love of money is the root of all evil. People say, I don't love money. I beg you to differ. This is how you know you love money. When you got some money in the bank and somebody asks you for some money, I hear this in my spirit, it's according to who it is. <laughs> when somebody asks you for some money and you don't want to pull out what you have, that means you love that money too much to give it. So your thinking is, I have to have something for me because if something go on with me, then I'm not going to have nothing. But you got to understand, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. That means that everything you need, it's not coming from man, it's coming from God. So if the spirit is telling you to give, even though your flesh don't want to give, you give because you know God has a way. He has a plan. That's how you know your thinking change. Anybody that got to think long over a need, your thinking is warped. Because it should be when it's a need, you ain't worrying about who the need is. You just giving it because you trust in the person who asked for the need because of their reputation. Not because of, well, who needs something now? Why is she asking? When your thinking is right, your heart going to be right. And that's where we're going. The Bible says that the God of this world, which is Satan, want to blind the minds of the unbeliever, keeping them from believing this glorious gospel. So if he can blind your mind in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, he's saying that this is his job. I want to blind your mind. If I blind the unbeliever's mind, if I keep them from the truth, then that means they're going to stay in darkness and that means they're going to belong to me. So the enemy wants to send blindness to us so we can be devoid of truth so we can't receive the life of God, which comes through his word. Just like you sitting here right now, if you have, if you're saved and you're not getting into the word with me giving you this word, it's going to be hard for you to receive this word. Why? Because not only is um, your mind messed up, but the seed of the word that's coming, it's going to be blocked because your heart has become hardened to the things of God because you've been more sensitive to what you believe instead of what the word of God believe. I'll say this. If a person is not a giver and some, and they made up their mind, I'm only giving when I want to give. They already made up their mind. I done paid my tithes. I done gave to God and that's all I'm required to give. I ain't giving you no more. That was their thoughts for years, for years, for years. It's in their heart now. So you're not going to get no more until they're willing to change. They're not going to give you no more. And if they give you some more, it ain't going to be what the spirit is unctioning them to give. It's going to be what they think they should give, not according to what you say. But they say that's what God told them. God is not a greedy God, and he's not a stingy God either. God gives more than enough to do what needs to be done for whatever that God is telling to be done. So if you have meditated, it on what you're going to do and how you're going to do it your heart is hardened because you're not allowing the holy spirit to tell you what to do because you done made up your mind how do i know i'm gonna use me for an example i remember i was going to this church and i already made up my mind only thing you getting out of me is twenty dollars that's all you get i ain't getting you no more i ain't getting you no less that's all you getting my heart wasn't open to hear what the holy spirit wanted me to give that person i made up my mind according to me what you getting? That's all I gave for years. Guess what happened, y'all? 
When God called me into ministry, he had to empty me out of my way of thinking. He couldn't even put me as a pastor until he emptied me. Y'all want y'all to understand what I'm talking about being empty. That means the way I carried myself on not giving, I had a roadblock there. My heart became callous. It became hard in that area. But when God began to empty me and telling me to give out of my little, he said, no matter what you have, he said, when I require you to give that and you hear what I'm telling you, you don't look at the little you have, you look to me because I'm the one that takes care of you. That's how he taught me. It got to the point, y'all, me and my husband was giving so much. Jennifer was up there with us. Every time somebody had a need, me and Jennifer running all over the place trying to get those needs met. And this is the funny part, y'all. We got to the point of we weren't even taking up doing tithes in the church. Me, my husband, and Jennifer was the ones that was giving. And when we was in need or had a need, we would say, we can't touch that now. We got to use that for God. See, we were still ignorant. We were still blinded. But we wanted to make sure other people had, and we began to deny ourselves. See, that's how the kingdom works. You deny yourself for other people. And see, when you don't deny yourself for other people, you ain't learned the kingdom. Your thinking is still warped. See, God wants us to be so free in what we do that it don't bother us. Our flesh don't get all upset and say, what have I done? Or why I have to give it here? Just throwing it to people. We give freely, not grudgingly, not out of necessity. That's how it works. And when your thinking change, you are giving freely. You're not giving grudgingly. You're not giving out of necessity. You're not worrying about if I give this, if I'm going to have that. No, you're giving freely because you know who you are. Now that you're in Christ Jesus. See, what the enemy want us to do, he want us to give everywhere else except the kingdom. See, I learned this. Before I knew all this, when I want something, Phyllis, I rearrange get what I want know what I mean sister when I want some I don't care who I owe brother Manny I do some rearranging and I do it like this well if I put this here put that there I'm gonna get me a mic of God that's right honey come here I figured it out see we go call this person right here and you tell them see how they can get us down a little bit they get us down a little bit. Y'all, you know, we know how to talk to people, Manny, when we want something. Hey, how you doing? You, you having a good day? This is people you owe. You having a good day? Yeah, I'm having a good day. You having a good day? I'm having a wonderful day. I just wanted to check to see where I was and see how you can help me today because, you know, at this time, I need to get a little deferment on this right here. Um, I'll be back on track next month, and but I want to get a deferment on this. Well, let me see how I can help you, Miss Bryant. Yeah, go see how you can help me. And in my mind, I'm seeing Michael Cohen. <laughs> Already got a visual on it. Got a vision. She come out. Well, you know what? We can help you this month. We're going to go ahead and defer that. We're going to put it on the back. Praise Jesus. So now I got to get that man in tune with me. Okay? Well, you told me I couldn't have that bag, but come on, give Jesus some high, give him some high praise. He, he worked it out. He touched that lady heart. He, he worked it out. He touched the heart. Baby, come on. Let's go to the mall. So we don't have to pay that payment this month. So we're going to go get this bag. So I come in church. Let me hold that bag, Miss Mary. I come in church with my bag. Hallelujah. Woo! 
thank you, Jesus. God is good. I'm telling you, God is good, y'all. He just blessed me real good. God will turn anybody's heart towards you that need to be turned. I'm telling you because it done it for me. Look how much my husband loved me this morning. Didn't God do it? God just done it. He done it now. I'm telling you, he just done it for me. He just done it for me. So I'm talking about everything he done. Then somebody say, we got a need in the house. I want to ask you a question. Why we don't rearrange? Say it again. Say it again. Say it loud. We rearrange, Sister Jennifer, for worldly stuff. But when it comes to the kingdom, I ain't changing nothing. God ain't spoke to me. He can't speak to you with your heart and heart self. He can't speak to a hardened heart. He can't speak to a heart that's not sensible to the spirit. Those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God, but you become not led when your heart become hardened because that's where the seed go in the heart. What seed have you been planting? So if you, your understanding become darkened, You cannot understand the things of God, even being saved. Y'all, it is so important, according to Romans 12, 2, be not conformed to this world. But he said, be ye transformed, changed by the renewing of your mind. That's the only way you're going to know. That's the only way you're going to prove what the good and acceptable will of God is for your life. If your mindset have not changed, you're not going to know the will of God. We go over this so many times. This is why we have so much friction in the body of Christ. Not only in Miracle Temple, but in other churches. Because people are not transforming their minds. So when stuff is going on in the church, they don't know how to solve it through the word. They're solving it the world's way. What did the world do? I don't have to be up in here. I can go somewhere else. Go ahead and plant you behind somewhere else. And they're going to have double trouble where you are. See, people leave the church because they get so offended. Why do you get offended? Because your mindset is wrong. One minute, God planted me here. The next minute, you're gone. Who planted you there? God or you? Because when God plants you up in a place, you're going to stay in that place. Did y'all know there's no perfect church nowhere? Don't let people fool you. Don't think because everybody... Hey, Brother Greg, how you doing, brother? Don't you look nice today? I mean, I know the spirit of the Lord is upon you, man. Then the next day when Greg don't say nothing to him, nothing but the devil. (laughs) He ain't nothing but the devil. That church is hypocrite. Speak to you and then next day they won't speak. No, it's you. Everybody don't have to come up to you every day. Hey, I'd rather for you not to hug me because I already know what's in you. Don't hug me. I'm going somewhere with this. See, this is what the enemy want. He messed with your thinking. This is how you're going to carry yourself. This is how you're going to live until your thinking is changed. We change our thinking through what? Through the word of God, through the word of life. The next thing that happens, y'all, if you don't change your thinking, whatever you're thinking about is how you're going to live, is what you become. But guess what happens? Your heart change. Even though you're saved, And you have the mind of Christ. You're not connecting to his way. 
the way you connect with his way is through the word of God. The word is what gives life. The Bible said that my words are spirit and they are life. You receive that from the word. You receive life. Life compels darkness. The Bible lets us know in John 1 that the people did not receive Jesus. They did not know Jesus. They were not accepting truth. Why? Because they were so full of the wickedness, so full of what the world was doing, that that truth could not penetrate that darkness. They could not comprehend. Their mind was so void of truth that the light could not comprehend. the. What is it? The light couldn't comprehend the darkness, or the darkness couldn't comprehend the light. Yeah. It couldn't comprehend the light. This is what's happening in church today. Light is coming right now today through the word. But if your mind is so occupied with worldly things, you act like you didn't get nothing. This is why people ain't talking truth. Because you ain't accepted truth. You can't talk something you ain't accepted. You can't talk something that actually you ain't even really living out yourself. See, when the word really get rooted and grounded in you, nobody has to tell you how to live. That's your way of living. That's your way of doing. You ain't doing it Monday and then turn around Tuesday, you living like a heathen. No, the more you get the word in you, the more people see who you belong to. Next step is we change our thinking through what? Through the word of God. The more you meditate still with thinking on a thing, it becomes a deposit. It means that it goes into your heart. The things that you meditate on, it's going to get in your heart. The enemy want negative things to get in your heart. He want worldly things to get set in you, and that's how people see you. But the more you get the word of God in your heart, people are going to see his glory. They're going to see his character. They're going to see his way of doing things. Do we mess up sometimes? Yes. But because of the Holy Spirit, we go back around and say, Jennifer, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said what I said. That was very inappropriate. And if she said, no, you okay? No, it was not okay. This is not what the word of God says. So I'm asking you, forgive me for that. That means that when I'm asking her to forgive me, I turn from that and don't return to that. I'm turning from it and I'm not going back to it. Why? Because I know who I am the enemy do not want you to know who you are he do not want you to look in the spiritual mirror every day because the more you look in that spiritual mirror you're going to recognize who you are now that you're in Christ next thing that God was showing me once you get it in your heart it's going to come out of your mouth see you can just be thinking a thing I'm gonna go to this in Proverbs 23 7 it says for as a man thinketh In his heart, so is he. He said, eat and drink, says he, but his heart is far from thee. I'm going to get somewhere. Some of us are speaking things, but our heart is far from what we're saying. That means I can look at Sister Loretta and say, Sister Loretta, I love you, but deep down in my heart, I can't stand her. So there's no effect from those words. So where am I going? We got people saying stuff. But their heart is far from what they're saying. See, God know your thoughts. He know the intents of your heart. This is how important this is. Your words are spiritual forces. If it's coming from your heart and you're speaking it out of your mouth because it is truly in your heart, then this is how your atmosphere is going to be. I'm going to use Judah for instance. If Jennifer and them are singing And they have people on Judah with a genuine heart, with no unforgiveness, with the love of God. 
been in the word of God, meditating on the word, they're going to be up there singing to the glory of God. If it's just them, you're going to feel the power of God come out of their mouth. But if you got some up there that's singing with hate in their heart, I don't want to sing anyway. People don't know the words. When they're singing, they ain't reaching nobody because God is not uh, giving life through those words. See, your words is what brings life. It changes your atmosphere. Your words are a spiritual force. That's why you don't just sing a song just to get glory from men. You sing the um, songs to get glory from God. See, we want God to be revealed. So if they're singing their little hearts out and their hearts ain't right, but they're saying words of God, it ain't going to move a flea. Why? Because the heart got to line up with what's coming out of the mouth. You just singing, that's it. There's no power behind it. This is why this is so serious. If I'm going to tell my husband I love him, then it's going to have to be a heart love and not just a lip love because lip love don't produce nothing. When I got a heart love, he's going to know I love him if I never say nothing because guess what? He's going to feel it all around him. There's something wrong in the body of Christ. We're saying stuff and we're not meaning what we're saying. We're just saying it to look good in the eyes of people. But it ain't no glory coming through us because we're hypocrites. The way you think is the way you're going to live. And if your living ain't changed, people can have all houses, cars, clothes, but they're lifestyle represent material things but God ain't revealed through it God want us to have nice things but God want to be glorified God want to be the one that's glorified through what we have y'all it's time for our thinking to change and until your thinking change there's going to be stagnation in the body of Christ this goes along with this other message quit saying I have learned this you know how I can go to Raheem and I can look at Raheem and say, Raheem, I can't help you this time, buddy, but I'm be praying for you. I'm pray for you. Can't give you nothing. Now, if I had it, I'd give it to you, but I just don't have it. Listen to what I said. If I had it, I'd give it to you, but I just don't have it, Raheem. But no, brother, I love you. Let's pray right now that you get it. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. You know Raheem need, and I believe there's somebody in this church that got it. So, Lord, open up their hearts so they can give it to Raheem. Now, I'm praying, and I feel a nudge on me. <laughs> but, Lord, I hear you now. I hear you. Somebody in here got it. It ain't me, because I just told him I ain't had it. <laughs> but I, I see him right now, Lord. I see him right now. Raheem, before you leave out of this church today, buddy, somebody going to give it to you. I really do believe that in my heart. Now, I done told you I ain't got it, didn't I? Now, believe me when I say I ain't got it now, Raheem, because I, I ain't got no money on me. I ain't got nothing on me right now. But, see, I'm trying to justify me all along because, see, I'm guilty. I'm guilty, so I'm trying to justify that guilt. I, I, I ain't got nothing now. But I'm believing somebody's going to come to you. Raheem, nobody didn't come to Raheem. Raheem done gone home, and as he's circling back around, he see me at Ching John. <laughs> Sitting there eating. Raheem happened to walk in. Hey, Apostle, what you doing here? Boy, let me tell you, somebody blessed me before I left church and paid for my food. Ain't God good? Now, did he help you today? Give me a high five, buddy. Done turn into a liar. He's church folk. 
oh, I ain't got it, never will have it. And every time you turn around, they got on something new. Now, I had this all alone. I just ain't took the tags off of it yet. I, well, didn't I see you in the mall yesterday? Yeah, you seen me in the mall, but I was there for Sister Mary. I make it the best I can. That's all I got. I make it the best I can. Y'all make it. Y'all got to trust God like I'm trusting God. Now quit looking at me because you see me with something new on every Sunday. That don't mean I got nothing because I. People think you got something because you're wearing something all the time. Somebody could have gave me this. Your guilty self. I'm just guilty, 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 guilty. You don't have to explain nothing. Just if you don't want to give nothing, just don't give it. Quit trying. Or, or this right here. just ain't got it. I just ain't got it. Yeah. Yeah. Look at it outside. That's shame. That's shame. Your thinking ain't changed yet. Because the Bible says the woman gave the little mite. She gave all she had. That woman didn't stand over that thing and say, that's all I got. I gave all I got and all these people with all this money ain't giving all they got. I ain't got nothing. She just gave what she had. The father rewarded her because he saw what she gave. She wasn't worrying about what nobody else saw. See, that's the problem with us. If you give just 50 cents, you gave something. You don't have to worry about what people think about you. That's pride. Your thinking ain't changing. Y'all, we got to grow up. We got to think the way God thinks. The only way we can do that is by getting in the word. If you ain't getting in your word, you're going to go back to the same pattern that you were always in. One minute, I'm going to make it. I'm going to fast. Then the next day, you're eating harder than you ever ate before because you ain't made up your mind yet. I'm going to give this year. I'm going to give more than I gave last year. This year come, I owe too many people. I, that's all I can do. See, talk is cheap. It's where your heart is, y'all. Follow your heart. If your heart ain't changed yet, what you giving ain't accounting for nothing. Because you giving it with the wrong motive. You giving it just to say, I gave, keeping people off of you. But the spirit of the living God, he know your thoughts and he know your heart. That's what counts him. Let's change our way of thinking. We change our way of thinking, we can change our way of living. How do I know? Y'all, I've been around that road. I can have just one little thought and my body is reacting to it and I don't want to do nothing. Ask that man. I don't want to go in that restaurant because I'm thinking if I go in there, I'm, I got claustrophobia and I can't eat that food. People are going to be watching me. And immediately I tell my husband, let's go through the drive-thru. Let's just drive on through now and go on home. I'm happy because I done manipulated him based on my thinking and I'm keeping him in bondage. But when I come out, Come on, baby, let's hit that restaurant now. I got to taste some crab legs. Let's hit it, and I can go in there and be proud eating my crab legs. I ain't have to hide no more. Why? Because I transformed my way of thinking, and I start coming out more. So when you change your thinking, y'all, I guarantee it'll change the way you live in. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. And if you don't change your way of thinking, you have developed a stronghold. You have developed a fortress in your mind. And there's no way of coming out because it's going to take time of uprooting what you have planted. And guess what? That's why the Bible says a seed time and harvest. Seed takes time to grow. And if you're not uprooting, uprooting those negative seeds, they are growing. And don't y'all know when you pull in something? Have you ever pulled a plant? 
and it's tough and then you think you got it up and the root has broken and then you got to start digging y'all know what I'm talking about right digging to get that thing up and then you know okay I got it up now I can plant something else so it's going to take time so God is saying today anybody can lay hands on you anybody can give you hope against hope and tell you what God is doing in your life but until you grab hold by renewing your mind you're going to go right back to the same thing that you always done. We can change stuff in our lives, but if our mind is not renewed, we're going to go back to what we thought we gave up. Why? Or we're going to replace it with something else. Do y'all know people replace stuff with other things? Because they think they have to depend on those other things to get by. When you truly have a made up mind, you can literally get rid of stuff. And when it comes to your faith, it just goes by. Why? I'm not in that place no more. I know who I am now that I'm in Christ. You are new creations in Christ Jesus. It is no longer you that live, but it's Christ who lives in you. You're the righteousness of God. You have the mind of Christ, so you should be thinking like he thinks. We should not be doing like the world does. We should not be going after the things that the world go after. There should be a change. They should want what we have because they're seeing a change in our lives. So I'm asking you today, just like Paul is saying, he's saying, don't be like the unbelievers living according to the vanity of your mind. We're not unbelievers. We are believers. Whatever the enemy told you this morning is contrary to the word of God. You do not accept that. If the enemy tell you you're not going to make it, you tell him what the word of God says. And when you tell him what the word of God says, he's going to come back. But the Bible said that Jesus kept giving him the word and then he left him until another opportune time. The enemy going to keep hitting you, but you keep giving them truth. And eventually, guess what? The, what you're giving him, you're going to believe it and you're going to stand on it. And he's going to know when you're standing because he ain't going to mess with you like he's been messing with you. He's going to find something else. So when you really have truth in your heart and you really speaking it out of your mouth, the enemy know that your foundation is based on the word of God, is based on what you're hearing. So when the storms come, your house ain't blew over. Don't be like the people in the storm where they put their house on a sinking sand, which is not the word of God. Y'all, we have to stay focused on the word. Set your mind, keep it set on the things of God. So God is telling me what's to root in the body of Christ why there's stagnation in the body of Christ it is due to your way of thinking your way ain't worked so why are you still doing it your way and this is what we need to do there was a lady I'm leaving you with this she had a problem with her finances and she was wondering why you know things were going like they were going and all of a sudden she heard this teaching on let there be light y'all know light comes through where the word of God she stopped looking at how tore up her finances was. And she said, God, let there be light shining on my finances. And the Holy Spirit showed her why she was still in that same situation she was in. And when she started following truth, guess what? This woman became a billionaire. She changed her thinking. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over again if it's not working. You need to stop and say, God, this ain't working. There should be no lack in you. 
When you got people following you and they're talking lack and you talking, no, we walk by faith and not by sight and they're saying, but look at this. Then if you, if you keep following them kind of people, this is what's going to end up happening to you. So Miracle Temple, whether you know it or not, you in a church that walk by faith and not by sight. See, I don't look at the money. I look at him. And if I get little, I say, God, you already knew what that was going to be before it came. So I'm just going to thank you and you show me what to do with what we have. Guess what God does with that? See, when serious crisis come and we know how to live off a little and people that don't know how to live off a little, they're going to crash before we crash. Why? Because you got leaders that know how to take the little that they have and use it the way God wants them to use it. So we're going to survive even with whoever's at the White House. Why? Because I know how to use what I have. I didn't have big to start off with. I started off with a little. So while everybody crashing, guess what? We still going on because you got leaders that know how to do little and God is making it much. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. If you don't know how to use the little that you have, when you have much, it's going to leave you. Because you don't know how to deal with what you have. So if you got leaders that's giving off a little, then guess what? We're going to have much. I always tell that administrator there, we support the Jews and we support World Vision. Faithfully for 10 years, over 10 years. When them bills come in, and I remember my husband said, well, I had to do this. To do this, I said, what happened to World Jews and World Vision and international Jews. Well, we couldn't do it. I said, hold it. If nothing get paid, we're going to honor our commitment. From that day forward, we've been honoring our commitment. You know why? Because we committed to that cause. And if God know my heart, he said, when you give to the Jews, when you bless the Jews, he's going to bless you. That's his promise. So I stood on that. I said, God, you said when I bless your people that I'm already blessed. Yes, I'm already blessed. I'm not blessing them to get blessed. I'm doing what the word tell me to do. Understand that. I'm not doing it to get nothing. Don't pay your tithes to get nothing. Pay your tithes because you're honoring God. Pay your tithes giving from the heart, not because I'm telling you a no. Matter of fact, I shouldn't have to tell you. And I don't, t- I just tell you what happens when you don't honor God's word. When you don't honor his word, the thief come in to steal, kill, and destroy. You doing it to yourself. So we give not grudgingly or out of necessity. We give y'all from the heart. And it's my job when I see people not doing what the word tell them to do, I give you truth so to uproot whatever's been planted that's not true and that's how you live according to the truth amen so it's time to change your way of thinking and then your life will change when you see somebody living a peaceful life in the midst of chaos don't get mad give God glory and say God how in the world are they living that way and look what's going on because guess what they said that when you carnally minded it's death When you're spiritually minded, it's life and peace. So guess what? Me and my husband, thank you, Jesus. We have to stay in that word so we can have that life and peace that God has promised us. I'm going to close with this example. Using my son again. Y'all know Jeremy is going to be the next Jesse the Planners. Mm -hmm. I ain't lying. I'm tell you why. Because when you go through so much with one child... You can look for something from that child. You can look for greatness. I ain't lying. Look for greatness. 
this boy, sometimes we go through stuff and at, young, at a young age. And he was telling me about 12 o'clock one night on the phone. He said, Mama, he said, I want to share something with you. He said, I have learned this. And I'm like, duh, you know, thank God he's got it, but he got it. He said, Mama, he said, two positives will make a positive. He said, but when you got a negative walking by you and you got a positive, you're going to end up negative. He said, the reason why I'm saying that, Mama, he said, because if I hang around positive people, I'm going to be positive. Things in my life going to be positive. He said, but if I have become positive and I'm still hanging around a negative person, I'm going to end up being negative like them. He said, Mama, I learned when I was down and I couldn't talk to nobody, couldn't answer the calls of my friends. He said, it taught me. You better know who you're hanging with because the very ones you're hanging with ain't offer you nothing. See, as parents, y'all, we want our kids to have the very best. We want to give to them when they're down because we want them to be lifted up. But see, this parent here, I teach him about the word. I said, baby, sometimes being down benefits you. It shows you where you need to be. So if I help you out of this crunch all the time, you ain't going to know where you need to be. So see, when you ain't got nothing in your pockets and ain't got nobody giving you like you had, then it brings you to a place of saying, I don't want to be in this place no more. You got to let somebody hit rock bottom. Nobody don't want nobody to hit rock bottom, but I'm a pastor. I'll let you get way down in the deep. I learned. If I'm always pulling you out and saying, God said, darling, you're going to make it. Girl, rise up. Uh, you're going to get through it. Now, if I taught Darlene this for 20 years and she ain't rose up yet, I'm going to let you sit there. I ain't got time to babysit no more. But if I got this baby here that just come in the body of Christ, I'm going to be there to nurture him. I'm going to be there telling him, come on, baby, let's go. Come on. I eat, you eat. See, I got to give him the love that I already gave you so he can keep walking. I can't stop over here and give you something I've been giving you for years. Now it's time for him to get what you had so he can hold on to what he has. We're spending too many time, too much time, with people that are walking in ignorance. Because they choose to. And if you choose to walk in ignorance, I ain't going to be stupid with you. You ain't tearing me down no more. Thank you, Raheem. You want to let go or you want to keep walking? Huh? It's your choice. No, you can sit down now. I'm going to give you the other part of the dream. And I am closing. Talking about hanging on to folks. God will make stuff so real. Y'all remember in the dream that I was in that place and I made it, y'all. Woo! I made it. I wasn't holding on to nobody. I made it. And guess what? In the dream, my husband wasn't there. My daddy wasn't there. My kids wasn't there. Only thing he had to light on was me. What am I telling you? You can't take people nowhere that they don't want to be taken. To get to heaven, I'm on my own. I can't take my daddy with me. I have to do this on my own, y'all. Come to a point, you can't depend on people. Long story short, as I was sitting there, the Lord began to show me another part of the dream. In the dream, when I was sitting there, I mean, y'all, it was a crowd of, everywhere you can look where we were, people, everywhere. And this lady stood up, 
And she said, I want to tell y'all something. And I was just sitting there waiting. She said, Apostle Amanda, that's my pastor. I'm like, what? This is your church. Why are you looking at me? And I'm just like this in the dream. She said, that's my pastor. Now, a lot of people. And I'm just sitting there listening. And immediately she, she was waiting on me to stand up. To, she was recognizing me as being over what was in the room. But I wasn't moving. I was just sitting there. Y'all was just crowds of people. Next thing I know, I was there watching her, observing her. So I was watching her. She was calling up people. And she was saying, come here, come here, come here. God want to heal you today, heal you. But I was the observer. And in my mind, in the dream, I was saying, mm-mm, leave them where they at. Speak the word. They'll be healed right there at the seat. Speak the word. Healing is right there at the seat. So what God was showing me, I'm going to use you to raise up these ministries. You there observing to see where they are. So people start coming up, long story short, it was somebody in that dream that was right beside me. I ain't going to call who it was. They were right beside me. And God showed me their face so clear. And I was, I was sitting there, it was right not too far from me. So God let me know they're going to be there. Next part of the dream, I saw something come out of me. It was like thousands of rocks. And they were going towards heaven. And in the dream, the Lord says, I have lifted your burden. And it was dealing what I was carrying for many people. I mean, it was just, and they had broke up in pieces. But some come back at me like I wanted to hold on to them. When they come back to me and I held them in my hand, they, I crushed them right there in my hand. And God let me know where I'm carrying you. But you had to let go of what you was carrying. What am I telling you today? We cannot carry people. I always teach y'all, don't hold on to me. Because once I get you to a place, it's time for you to teach somebody else. Not for you to be jealous because I'm raising somebody else. Other people may take more time according to where they stand. According to the position they're in. And if you know their positions, you know I'm going to be in this area more than I'm going to be in this area. Because this area is carrying a lot of weight. So I'm going to have to teach more over here than I am over here. But don't get jealous with the people over here. See, that's how jealousy started in the church. Your thinking ain't right. Your heart ain't right. You shouldn't be jealous. Anytime God puts you in a ministry to help hold up my arms so I can carry on what God has given me to carry. But if you're in a ministry and you're trying to carry on other things that God didn't give the, this ministry, that means you ain't a part of this ministry. You're supposed to be building up where you are, not tearing it down. That tell me people thinking in this house is not right. He didn't put you here for you. He put you here for the kingdom. It's about the kingdom. And everything in this vision represent the kingdom. We're supposed to be building up the kingdom, not trying to figure out how do I get a fruit stand over here. Well, the Lord showed me a fruit stand, and I need some people to help me with this fruit stand. Did that fruit stand have anything to do with what you're doing in here? So how did it add up? So who showed it to you? I believe if you help me with these oranges and these apples, we'll make some money for the kingdom. Mm -mm, God don't work like that. Get your thinking right.
Get your thinking right. Okay? The way you think is the way your life would be. If you start thinking positive, you're going to have a positive life. You start thinking negative, you're going to have a negative life. I don't care who you look at and they look like the worst drug addict it is. You start speaking and say, oh, you are overcomer. Yes, you're going to succeed. You're going to be better today than you were yesterday. You're going to start speaking positive. Next thing you know, that person is going to be all of a sudden, I can make it. I don't have to be. But if you're always saying, you stay in the gutter, you're going to be like the gutter. Now, that's nothing but the truth. It's up to you. If you want to die, die. I just watch you die. That's death. We speak life no matter how bad it look. We speak life. We tell them truth, but we speak life. And those individuals will make it. If I'm always beating up Greg, what is Greg going to think? I'm a nobody. I can't make it. I can't succeed. They're telling me I can't do what I can't do. Can't in our vocabulary. Because the Bible said we can do all things through Christ which strengthen us. But if I'm telling him he can and his wife is telling him he can't, he's in trouble. He's in a house that ain't giving him the peace that he need in that house. So he have to always come back here to make it to stay in the house with Darlene. But we know it ain't like that. Change your thinking and you will change the way you live. If you're thinking wrongly about somebody, you have the Holy Spirit to correct what you're thinking. But if you have been thinking that way so long, Holy Spirit can't even help you no more. You know why? Because your heart has become hard and you can't even hear him when he's talking. Only thing you hear is what they said about me or why they're thinking this way about me. I'm just going to leave and go ahead. Ain't going to help you. Go ahead and leave. You're going to leave the same way and you're going to take it some, somewhere else. And they're going to have more trouble than, they had, than I had. It. And I'm going to be like, praise Jesus. Thank you. I don't have to deal with it no more. I try to tell them, go on about your business. They go four doors. And y'all, that one is fixed now. <laughs> so you welcome us. Exit there and exit, exit. You free to exit. I'm going to love you anyway, but whoo, thank you, Jesus. Let's just move on. Hallelujah. Change your way of thinking. You'll change your way of living. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do we have any announcements? And I want to say this. Now you can wake up. See, when teaching comes, people get sleepy. That's what happens. People get sleepy, they get tired, but you're going to need this. So get you a tape. Get, not a tape, a CD. Amen. Do we have any more announcements?